Hello, friends, and welcome to episode two of season three of Slide Between the Pages. I'm Beck. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> I don't know why I just wanted to like sing my name. Look, I love the flair. I love Thank the flair you. for the dramatics, and you know, it spices things up. So, yeah. Mm, I think so. I think so. So as always, we've got an awesome episode lined up this week. But again, before you jump into it or afterwards, whenever you feel like it, head on over, give us a rating on wherever you listen to podcasts or a review. And if you're not already, follow us on social media. It would be very much appreciated. At Slide Between the Pages on Instagram and TikTok. And we also have a Facebook readers group as well. Um, that you can join okay look I need to talk to you about something and I've been yeah please do so all right now you know my latest obsession yes unfortunately (laughs) I do (laughs) because you're obsessed now as well (laughs) so this is the thing with friendships right like I honestly thought that she liked me as a friend um but instead she sends me over these things that she knows I'm going to get addicted to. I have no time for more addictions. And I've told her this, I've got no time. I've got so many addictions, books, you know, mainly books. Also I have a job, you know, and now I'm going to have to get rid of one of them. And obviously it's the job so that I can <laughs> I continue these obsessions. <laughs> Look, listen, um, now our new obsession is and I thought, I, you know, I thought it fitting to bring it up on the podcast because a lot of our listeners are dark romance readers. So I feel like they would absolutely love this podcast and it's amazing. So it's Creeps and Crimes podcast. Yeah. And I'm just obsessed with the whole thing. I I love that they do the creepy bit at the beginning. So Morgan, so it's Taylor and Morgan and Morgan covers all the creepy shit. So it's like paranormal stuff or UFOs or conspiracies or like real <laughs> or hauntings or like creepy shit. And then Taylor comes on and she covers the true crime. And the one I listened to on the way home from work the other day was a it's like the first ever I don't want to say confirmed but kind of I guess like there's been eyewitnesses that have now come out but it was a UFO abduction an abduction okay oh my god it was so so cool so I think like I will share the link to their podcast in this one so you can go and listen to it if you do love true crime because it they don't just, I love the way that they cover it. Like it's not just a, uh, like they don't, like they do occasionally have interviews and they always reference where they're getting their stuff from. But they, I like that they talk about their theories on what happened as well. It's a really good podcast. I've really enjoyed it. It's very professionally put together and um yeah, so yesterday I found myself sitting in my car listening to this podcast rather than getting out and going and getting the groceries that I need. I'm sitting in the car park of the grocery store 
listening to a podcast rather than getting the groceries. So that's that's how. And also you're welcome. <laughs> anyway, got like seriously, go and listen to it. It is I it's actually really it's it is really good. Yeah, if I you mean, liked a true crime thing. Yeah. It's amazing. even like if you're like a paranormal reader too. If you oh, like 100 percent Like yeah. it's so good. And I think that's why I love it so much because I mean I grew up on true crime. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I love dark romance. But and I read a lot of like crime fiction, but this is I don't know. I I don't know. I just love that it's a different take, how they how it comes across. So that's my latest obsession. Yeah, look, I do have that, obviously, um, my reading obsession. But in addition to that, when I've been putting my kids to bed lately because they've been wanting to have like some background noise in. So they like me to have the TV on. And um, <laughs> you play the podcast to them? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but so, like, they're down the hallway around from where my lounge room is. And so they'll be like, can you turn the TV on so we can hear it as they're going to sleep? So it's like the, the white noise, I guess. And obviously, I can't put, you know, my normal shows on um, that I'm watching on Netflix because, like, Witcher or, um, you know, Squid Games might be a little bit scary for them, um, you know, hearing that in the background. So it just kind of needs to be a little bit chatter. So I've been watching live to air TV. And Beck would know this because I have been sending her some Snapchats about it, but I've been watching Married at First Sight because it I just happens. I love that, that you think that's appropriate. Why? <laughs> well, it's not that it's appropriate. It's just that they can't hear it. They can only hear the chatter. Whereas with Witcher or the Squid Games, like the sounds that come out that you can hear as work noise are like creepy because there's like battle scenes and there's like murder scenes and there's shooting. So yeah, um, they can't actually hear the words. I don't have it loud enough for that. But mm-hmm. anyway, it just happens to be on at the time that they go to sleep and I've been watching it and it's hilarious. Like, so one of the couples that we were watching the other day and I did send Becca Snapchat of this um, because it is on like primetime TV really. Um, and the, the groom, like they're on their, you know, honeymoon. Um, I'm saying that with, you know, quotation marks and he is in the shower you see everything except the peen and he's doing handstand push-ups in the shower naked obviously yeah um, look, I, why? I don't understand why, why? Um, but also I was like wow this is a lot to air for um for primetime tv you know like but um last night was um like quite interesting because so there's a couple and um the guy's from Texas and he has a daughter and the lady, I think she's like 39. She wants to have a baby. And so last night they had to write a letter to each other uh-huh. telling them like a confession. Okay. okay. So I haven't told Beck about this one. So I'm just letting her know right now. Okay. But previously I have told you about him, the Texan, because he was the yeah. one that told his wife that she was bad at sex. Right. Okay. Yeah. Firstly, outing the fact that they had had sex because she very, um, I guess, was very much trying to skirt the issue. Um, So they asked, they had to ask each other questions from this, you know, honesty box. And one of the questions was, are you um, sexually attracted to me? And so she kind of skirted the issue, was like, well, I think we had a moment, which was obviously the sex. And, you know, yes, I do think that. Then his response was, look, I love sex. I have sex in all the places. Um, 
And essentially when we had sex, it was like you weren't even there. <laughs> I'm like, wow. wow. So anyway, last night they had to do their letters to each other. So we've already got that under the, um, you know, under our belts. And her letter was this really emotional letter about how she wants to have a baby and blah, 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 blah. With this guy or like just in general? In general, but that's what she was coming onto the show for, to find a love connection that she could finally settle down with and have a baby. Okay. Because I think she's 39 and she's thinking, you know, her maternal clock is clicking, ticking and whatever else. Mm -hmm. His response, his letter was about sex. And how much he likes sex and how many people he has had sex with, which he calculated, by so the way. These letters are to their other their, their partner. Is that what like they on- write them to each other essentially? And then they okay. have to read them to yep. each other. Yep. So just picture them like in this awkward, like hotel, um, you know, like around one of those little tiny small circle tables with just two chairs looking at each other like one centimeter away from each other's face reading these letters and they're meant to be like intimate letting people know about themselves his is about sex and how much sex he's had and how much he thinks she could benefit from his sexual prowess and also decides that it would be an appropriate time to tell her that he has had 350 sexual partners (laughs) specifically it's okay and so she she says to him okay so how I mean how did you come up with that number like do you keep a list yeah that would be my question too like so he's like look no I didn't keep a list it's just it's an average calculation essentially I was single for seven years and I had sex with someone every week during that time so that oh, so is he's just averaged it out. He's just averaged it out. <laughs> and she's like, right. Uh, meanwhile, she's just so innocent. I just feel really sorry for her because he is like the biggest jerk. And he's like, look, I'm so open with sex. The only thing I don't want is pegging. Like fully brings this up in this intimate, <laughs> intimate letter. Um, but yeah. again, this is your background. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah look um, that's his hard line he draws the line there he draws the line on pegging um she wasn't sure what that was so she said she was going to google it Mm. and how exactly is she going to be benefiting from his sexual prowess is it because she can get pregnant because he's no because he's so good at sex that she'll learn some tricks essentially is what he was suggesting right yeah 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 Right. So why is he on the show? I don't know. Because he's not there for love, it's clear. Yeah, like I feel like does he, is he hoping to find a sexual partner that he can be with forever? I don't think that's the case though because he's so obsessed with the fact that he's had sex with so many people, like so obsessed. Because he does realise like this show he's partnered. It's not like. He's meant to be there for love. Marry your reverse harem. Like or whatever, like it's actually you you have one person. Yeah, and then at the end of the episode he left and basically said that it was too much pressure. Oh, so he wanted quit. a child. Yeah, he just he left. Quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um he was he quit basically she like, wanted a baby. <laughs> and he felt like it was too much pressure for him. Um wow. Yeah. Too much pressure. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and so this this is a quote. 
I enjoy sex all the time. I enjoy it in random places at random times. And I like to explore that. I know I'm not bad at sex. I know I have the right equipment, but I feel like when we were intimate, you weren't there. You were not physically there. I didn't feel intimacy. I didn't feel connected to you. So it wasn't enjoyable for me. I've had one night stands where the partner was more into me than you were. (laughs) That's a quote. What a dick. What a dick, right? I have the tools. (laughs) <laughs> I have the tools and I know I'm not bad at it. So it's you. But also if you have to, like, if you're going on a show to find a partner, clearly you don't. Like, have I just don't tools. think, I just don't. Yeah. Look, I don't think he's actually there for the right reasons. He's obviously there for some mm. fame, maybe mm. to get some more sexual partners for, from his fame. Mm. I think that's legit while he was there for. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah, but anyway, it will be interesting if she does decide to. Maybe you can update everyone next week. Yeah, if she decides to Google pegging. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, she will be in for a surprise. You would, you would benefit from my experience in the bedroom. Sorry, that's what I said. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's what I'm into at the moment. And not pegging. It is not pegging. (laughs) Married at first sight. Not that I'm against pegging. Like, look, you know, you've got to give everything a try. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, on that note, this week's episode, we are discussing the well, it's a standalone devil air by rachel lee and we also have rachel uh on the podcast as well to talk to us about the book yeah i really do love a stepbrothers uh romance so let's jump into it and hear what rachel has to say welcome friends to season three episode two and we are super excited to be chatting with rachel lee this week hi rachel welcome hi thank you for having me no worries we're very excited to speak about devil air this week um Mm. who doesn't love a good enemies to lovers stepbrother romance i mean you just can't go wrong with that (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's a one of my favorite uh, favorite trope. So when I, when it, I is. Seen it was a stepbrother, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So a little bit about you. Um, you are a USA Today bestselling author. You write a bit of a mixture. So dark, new adult and contemporary romance, lots of twists mm-hmm. and turns, suspense, and obviously mm-hmm. steam. Um, I do love that you live in leggings because I think that's just become a part of my daily like dress code now like not that it wasn't before but since um coronavirus I feel like it's just a lot more acceptable now like it's just that's fine yeah yeah I have not wore jeans since the pandemic started like I I always wear leggings before but occasionally I'd wear jeans like if I was going out and now I'm just like it doesn't even matter we're in a pandemic I am just wearing like oh my god it's so good though I love it I love that. Um, you do overuse emojis, which you know what, like totally there for that. It's an acceptable way to communicate and get your point across. Like you don't need to use words. What's your, what's your favorite emoji? Um, I I use the heart a lot. And the thing that I like about emojis is that like you, 
when you're, when you're saying something like you're responding to somebody, like you can't put your emotions into it. And then the emojis add a little emotion. So you like, you can be like, so people know that you're joking and you're not, you know, Oh, so, absolutely. And you can add sarcasm to it as well with the eye roll. Yeah. Like, you know. That's um. my favorite. That is one of my exactly. top used emojis. I my one of my top used emojis is the smirk. I like oh, the smirk you, emoji. You, yeah. I really like that one. I I use the lady that has her hands crossed to a lot. I'm like, no. Yeah. No deal. She does <laughs> use the no deal lady. I do yeah. Hand yeah. to the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> um now, to be honest, one of the reasons why we were so like wanting to get you on and talk to you was because of the Redwood Rebels covers. <laughs> oh my God. When I saw those book covers, I was like, I must read these. <laughs> but obviously Devil Air was a newer release. So we thought we'd discuss that one today, but oh my God, those covers are amazing. Like seriously, you. if you haven't seen them guys, you need to go and check them out because I mean, you'll be jumping into that series, like quick, smart once you see them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love those covers too. Um, Kate Barlow with y'all that graphic did them and like she I didn't really give her any like I told her kind of what I was thinking and then she showed me the first one I was like oh my gosh this is even better than I could have ever imagined (laughs) so I fell in love with them and yeah they're they're very good I I definitely (laughs) am attracted to a nice cover like even before I know what the book is about I'm like yes I will be reading that book um I can tell it's gonna be good all right so let's jump into Devil Air. And now we do have Penelope and Blaze. And essentially Penelope's mum and dad split up. Her mom gets together with Blaze's dad when Penelope's 14. And mm. her mom's not really in it for the right reasons. Let's just say that. We're not there for yeah. love. We're there for the money. Um and they get married and all of a sudden her and Blaze are step siblings. Mm-hmm. Now, look, Blaze is not that happy about it, to be honest. Um, he's, he's a bit, he's a bit, uh, he's a bit of a dick. Yeah. He's a bit anti-stepsister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a bit, a bit of one of those. Yeah. He was a dick. Um, he, yeah, he didn't like her. He thought that, you know, she was part of the reason her and her mom that his mm-hmm. mom was gone. Um, so he held a lot of resentment towards her for that. And yeah, carried it on for a long time. A long time. He was, yeah. I mean, look, he had a lot of dedication to his resentment. Um, you know, it was a good, well, look, it was a good two years to start with. And then it kind of still carried over for another two years, even though it's it waned slightly after the 16th mm-hmm. birthday, which we'll get into more. But, yeah, so in, initially, yeah, he's just like, look, these people are here ruining my life. My mom's gone. They're the reason. And essentially I'm going to bully this girl relentlessly and get the entire school to do so as well. Um, again, dedication to the cause. Um, he didn't go, you know, he made sure he went all out. Um, in his plans to essentially just turn the whole school um, at Skull Creek against her and be like, you know what, look, this girl is persona non grata. Nobody's, nobody's being friends with her. And also don't yeah. go near her. Just don't go yeah. near her. Don't yeah. go near her. Don't mm, go near her. Yeah. Whatever. Mm. So there's some main players here. So we've got Blaze, we've got 
Chase and Wade, who are his friends. And then we've got Lilith and her little gang of bitches. Um, and then. I, I, like, let's just stop. I love that her name is Lilith. <laughs> well, I'm like, that is so fitting. <laughs> I do love that. Yes, it's the best. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Yeah, I, I purposely chose that name for her. <laughs> I thought it was fitting with the, with the whole devil air theme. and you know the devil and then Lilith and it definitely fit well yeah so and the worst part about it is because Beck and I are both birthday people like the worst part about it is the worst day of bullying for her is her birthday and I'm just like oh my god seriously she could at least get one day off but that's when they bully her the most is the day of her birth I'm like oh my god so horrible but anyway so he um, basically him and his little merry gang have a party, a devil's night party every year that is exclusive invite only sort of thing. Everybody wears masks and has a little bit of anonymity. Um, she's never been, but this one particular year, her best friend, Emery, who really wants to be in the cool gang, convinces her to go now lots of has happened between now and then as well like he's stolen her diary Lilith has read it out to the entire school and just humiliated her his dad is like a complete creep and is trying to you know hook up with her um he's bought her this car trying to be a sugar daddy even though he's married to her mom so all of this has happened just going back to the diary though when it was first read out I I thought yes. it was like insinuating Blaze. that Blaze was doing mm-hmm. that stuff. Yes. And I was like, yeah. And I thought that readers might think that too. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think definitely that was the vibe that you got that he was going into her room and he was like attracted to her and whatever else, which wasn't the case. It was the dad that was going mm-hmm. in, creeping over her. And that is the point where, because Blaze had previously um, accused her of sleeping with his dad and then he stole the diary to get further information found out the dad was a massive creeper yeah and he also didn't plan to give it to Lilith Lilith found it in his car so that was another major point because again it was insinuated that he had taken it to kind of humiliate Mm -hmm. her um but it wasn't it wasn't actually done that way and and we do find out later that him and Lilith you know aren't necessarily you know working together as you would have assumed initially yeah what's well, kind of insinuating yeah, yeah 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 so anyway Emery ends up convincing Penelope to go to this party they go to the party and it ends in disaster so we don't initially find out about it all that happens is she ends up leaving and she goes to live with her dad for two years and then she's coming back two years later because Blaze's dad has passed away and she's coming back for the funeral. And then we start Mm -hmm. finding out all of these details about what happened on that particular night. Mm. So it was a pretty, it was a pretty big night for her on her, on her 16th uh, birthday. Um, I mean, Lilith and Chase, they ended up, you know, them and their cronies who she wasn't sure who the other people were because they did have masks on. Um, locked her in a barn and Chase forces her to give him a blowjob saying that he's going to let her out of the barn. That broke, I was like, I can't wait for Blaze to find this out. 
I know. <laughs> oh. Then he didn't even give her the keys after all that either. No. So he did all of that. He leaves. The barn gets set on fire. She almost dies. Blaze saves her. She ends up with this great big burn on her arm that she tells nobody about. And also Blaze and her have sex. Mm. But this is, I think, where you start as well, like, it goes down that path of her trying to find out what his involvement was as well, like mm. in that, cause she's so convinced that he had something to do with it. And like, I think she's trying to convince herself that he has had something to do with it though, because I think she kind of realizes like, it seems very counterproductive for him to have set the fire and then save her from it. But at the same time, she's got this evidence of this gas can that she saw near the fire and then all of a sudden it's at their house so at the same time she's like yeah a bit confused and she's also humiliated because she slept with her stepbrother and she's very conflicted about those feelings and why she had them and all of that sort of stuff so it's a real big mixture of hormones and um and stress I think in there as well I think it's because everyone keeps referring to Blaze as her brother too she's like he's my brother she did not like that (laughs) no no He's not my brother, okay? We've had sex. Like, just move on. Um, so she returns to to town. Um, she's got a little bit more independence. She's got friends from dad's house. She's got a boyfriend. Um, and, you know, she goes back to the house and she thinks that her mum is the sole um, beneficiary of the dad's estate. And Blaze is there. He's like, you know, we're re- we're remodeling the house. You'll have to sleep down in the basement with me. And immediately you're like, mm, things are going to stay. They're sharing one bathroom. Convenient. <laughs> so convenient. I love it. So Blaze is immediately like, he's, he's changed his tune. So on the one hand, he wants to keep her safe. Um, he keeps suggesting that this is the case. Um, and he also is like, um, you know, still kind of in that bully mode. He still hasn't kind of moved out of that, but he's like, look, I need her. I need to keep her distance from me to keep her safe because obviously he's aware of things that are going on in the background and how vicious these other people are. But at the same time, he's had his taste and he's like, you know what? I'm also not going to keep my distance. So, you know, he kisses her. She's all confused. And then Amory shows up. She's all popular all of a sudden. And she's like all over the blaze. Um, and mm. Mm. Not I don't cool. like Emery. I don't like her. Mm, I've got yeah. to say. <laughs> but in saying that, I do like the fact that she, he was like, mm, all right, fine. You can, you can suck me off. And then he was just like, no, I can't even get it up for you. So you're that doing it wrong. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> oh, you're not even good at this. Just go away. Like, just like so such an asshole. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that. Another scene that I really liked was when he basically like molests her at the bottom of the stairs, and then she finds out. I mean, let's not say molest because she was very into it. Um, 
she finds out that he filmed it over her shoulder um, <laughs> and sent it to her boyfriend. Yeah, he's been cheating <laughs> on you anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's been cheating on you. Don't worry about it. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe he did that. He is so cheeky. So we start to see this shift from, yeah, you, I'm your bully to he finds out about what Chase did and then it change, shifts to no one touches you but me. So it starts to become a little bit possessive, uh, which mm-hmm. we all do love a possessive alpha, um, even when they're assholes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that shift's coming. She's heading towards her 18th birthday and her mom is still thinking that she's getting all this money. And on her 18th birthday, her mom catches her and Blaze kissing in, in the um, kitchen. And she's like, accuses Penelope of being a whore. <laughs> I'm like, mm, I don't know. I think you could probably look at yourself in the mirror there. But anyway, and she slaps her. And then all of a sudden, you know, Blaze is like, hell no this is not going to happen under my roof because I own all the things and you know we got we start to see this possessive side come out even more I mean you must love this Beck like you love a good possessive I do I must say this is like around this time of the book this was kind of where I got the feeling that her mum could have been involved in the um in setting the fire but not absolutely not for the reasons that you find out <laughs> so I was like yes mm-hmm. yeah okay um but I was like wow why didn't I pick that up <laughs> yeah no I didn't get it either because then I was still even when we find out that her mom was involved I was like why was she trying to kill her daughter I don't mm. get it. and then it came out yeah so absolutely that did catch me off guard yeah yeah but um yeah look I don't know I was obsessed with Blaze yeah I was obsessed with him big time big time so we get to the devil's night party she decides to go again I mean it's just a bad idea isn't it like at this point but anyway she thinks she can wear a mask and be anonymous um and she still thinks Amory's her friend I'm like come on now Penelope see the red flags here um anyway so she goes there she starts flirting with Paxton which I love Paxton who's the quarterback Blaze savagely beats him up um, and then she's taken to an abandoned house. Lilith and Chase try to basically undress her and tie her up. Then Emery's there and Wade's there and there's all these revelations like, oh, my God, these are all the people from the fire night. Emery was there. Why was she there? With Wade, I was, I was really like, yeah, I was. And I was like really hoping that he was going to be good because I'm like, I just couldn't believe that he would be bad. <laughs> I know I do love Wade and I'm kind of like shipping him and Paxton as well so yeah I know I've had a a few people ask me for a story from them and and I'm thinking on it look I would love to read that story (laughs) um but when he's there again she's putting it all together and and at this point too like Emery's disappeared at this point like she's she's lured her into this house but then she's disappeared and she still hasn't put it together I know I'm like come on now and then finally she's like I know but it's so sad because it's her best friend I know but the sad part about it is because you did like you knew she was going to be involved at this point you didn't realize (laughs) that she was going to be that she was actually there and involved 
at the fire as well. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. So that was sad. Um, but anyway, so all this happens and she starts to realize that Blaze and Wade are actually on her side. And she then decides, look, funeral happens. I'm going to go home, get my shit together. I'm coming back for revenge. By the time she comes back, poor old Paxton, he's taken her place in the, um, in the bully zone. He's just been excluded from everything. So Mm -hmm. her and Paxton become besties and she's there just to get some dirt on, on the other people that were involved. And I do love this, like a good revenge plot, you know, it's, it never goes astray. Um, And I do love that there was so much dirt for her to uncover as well. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I like that. She just turns that back up to the house as well. And she's like, Oh, I'm staying here. So But I love that she didn't go straight to the house. She stays at a hotel yeah. because she wants to make a big entrance at the school. And she's like, oh, hi, Blaze. Yeah, and I'm a student here. Here's my card. So, yeah. Um. I know. I love that. I love that she finally gets the courage to face them as well. Mm. Yes. So, anyway, Paxton helps her to look into things and, um, she accidentally reveals that Blaze was the one that beat him up at the Devil's Night party. So Paxton gets his revenge and puts good old Blaze in the hospital. And um, yeah, look, it's an eye for an eye. And I think, and Blaze yeah. ends up saying, "Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I beat him up. He beat me up. That's just the way it goes." Type thing. And they were friends. Um, guys seem to get over these things a little bit easier than girls do I think um there will, wouldn't be like a 10-year bitch fight about it afterwards they were just like you know what I hit him he hit me it's cool um so while Blaze is recovering she's like this is the perfect time to plan my revenge and I'm going to do it at Emery's party um, and she sneaks in to put up a video of Lilith hooking up with the coach <laughs> um which she does but she also has footage of Chase selling drugs and also of Emery buying drugs from Chase. Um, but it doesn't get that far because then Lilith has a damning video to display of her own, which is of her mum setting the fire. And, of course, she's devastated. But that's the twist is that it was that she was trying to kill Blaze so that she could get the inheritance, which makes so much more sense. I know. No, <laughs> I thought she was trying to kill killed Penelope because Same. she was like jealous of her husband's infatuation with her that's yeah I did it and I, and I, and I was yeah. like whoa <laughs> I kind yeah. of I dropped some you know like did a little foreshadowing to kind of make it so it could go either way like so people didn't automatically know okay it was the mom she was you know trying to kill Penelope or trying to kill Blaze um so that readers didn't really know until that moment no. but there were some like little breadcrumbs in there yes <laughs> you definitely threw me off and then I was like right that makes so much more I know. sense I was but like, it all yeah, came out get it now <laughs> I, know. I know I yeah I bet so yeah was it that whole because the whole time you're also trying to figure out after the cabin the cabin or barn or whatever it was where they were the deal that that he has with Lilith as well like I was trying to figure that out as well I'm like I just don't know like I feel like it's because maybe he lit the fire and not and didn't know that she was in there like 
what yeah. was it? But then the whole time it was just that he was trying to protect her from finding out that her mum wanted to kill her, but that's not what her mum was yeah. actually yeah. doing. And I'm like, oh, swoon. <laughs> um. But, yeah, obviously her mum got kicked out to move into another apartment and she was getting money from Blaze. She ended up using that money to convince her mum to tell her where Blaze's mum was. So they did track Blaze's mum down, which was good. And then they decided, you know what, look, let's just be together. Who cares what those other people think? Um, And we're going to go to college together, which I loved. I loved that. Mm. Yeah, that was cute. So I did love that and also love that Blaze is so um, oblivious to the fact that Wade and Paxton are like, you know, vibing on each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, he was just completely oblivious about Paxton altogether because he was just so jealous of Paxton thinking that he was trying to hook up with Penelope and the whole time she's like, no, he's not. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He'd probably prefer to hook up with you. So, yeah. I did love that. So overall, freaking loved the book. It was amazing. Loved the storyline and the plot twists and the characters. Um, and as I say, we do love a good stepbrother romance. So highly recommend for anybody that's listening and hasn't read it. But most people have, I know, because it is a spoiler episode. But if you haven't, go and grab it because you will thoroughly enjoy it. And it's always like you read to escape, but then you get right into these angsty worlds. <laughs> get what so worked up about them but you're like it's still an escape I don't know it's hilarious oh my goodness what was your um favorite part or scene to write in Devil Air um I I honestly I liked the scene at the the pizza place just like I could feel Blaze's emotions when he's seen Chase with his hands on her um, oh my god him out for it and then he called Penelope out for not sticking up for herself like toughen up girl you know tell him to stop if you don't want him doing that and so that scene just it's it was just I really liked writing that one I I, I loved that one yeah I, I I agree what you're saying there because even when she goes into that bathroom and she's just so heartbroken I was like Oh, like you could really feel her pain as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, what assholes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you were a chair, which celebrity okay. would you like to sit in you? These are some tough ones. They make you think. <laughs> <laughs> I like that these are the tough ones. <laughs> um, let's go with... Which guy do I want to sit on my chair? <laughs> um, I actually watch the <laughs> the TV show. Um, well, I, I like a lot of rerun TV. I like to watch One Tree Hill, and I watch that one. <gasps> oh my god, my favorite show of all time! It's her favorite <laughs> yeah, show that. of all time. <laughs> um, but I also watch the soap opera Days of Our Lives. I've watched it since I was thirteen years old um religiously so and I know it's people are like oh you watch a soap opera but that's just one of the shows that I've watched every day I mean even if I let the shows build up on DVR for years so <laughs> that's dedication that is dedication yeah. oh, look we but all yeah. grew up with 
bold and the beautiful let's be honest <laughs> like <laughs> I do I do love One Tree Hill though it is my favorite of all time and Chad Michael Murray is mm-hmm. he's on my list there so yeah he can sit in my chair <laughs> <laughs> oh man Absolutely. I was totally a Nathan fan I do love Nathan but no Chad was Chad was my mom no nah, shipping nailing all the way uh, tell us something not many people know about you. I guess that I've watched Days of Our Lives since I was 13. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Love it. Name three people dead or alive that you would love to have dinner or a drink with. Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. I used to have a, a an obsession with her. Um Probably my dad. He's alive. I don't get to see him very often, so I'll go with my dad. Oh, I love that. Um, hmm. Let's go with Paul Walker. <laughs> yes. The deceased one. Absolutely. Oh my god, I love that. That would be that would be amazing. So that's all we've got for today. Um, but what we are going to do is. We are going to just include all the link to your socials just in the podcast description as well. So everybody can jump on there and stalk you. You can go and check out Rachel's book. So she has an awesome website, which sets out all the books really clearly that she's got available. And there are some great books on there um, and some really pretty covers to look at as well. And we can't wait to hear what your angsty romance book is going to be about (laughs) very excited to read that um and we thank you so much for joining us today thank you for having me okay friends we hope you enjoyed that interview with rachel so to finish off this week we are going to give some special shout outs so first shout out is to one of our hype girls prue ferguson thank you so much prue was actually the winner of our giveaway last week thank you prue and thank you for your support and leaving a review and rating the podcast we always appreciate it and we have some special bookstagram accounts that we'd also like to call out um these again these ladies have been supportive of us right from the start of this podcast Good friends of ours from the start yes mm-hmm. so we have gabby and you can follow gabby at book addict 2.0 and claire you can follow claire at to all the books i've loved before and we will tag them in this episode as well so you can go and check out their podcast they've got awesome bookstagram accounts and tiktok and yeah go and check them out as well they're awesome book friends to have okay and then next week's episode next week we are talking with sj tilly about the sin series the sin series yes so again keep an eye on our instagram for that giveaway we'll be giving um an ebook away to the first book mr sin Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. hot it is it is really freaking hot hot. so i'm excited (laughs) about that one as well Yes, so can't wait to chat about that. Have an awesome week and can't wait to stay smutty. Stay smutty, my friend. Bye.